0: So, Made in Trafford podcast episode seventy-eight. I got it right this time. I didn't go right last week, so I had to get back on. But um, episode seventy-eight. Uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Retweet. You know what to do. Um, Alright, so seventy-eight. I'm gonna let the people introduce themselves first. I've got to introduce the guest. This is this is family. Went to school together. Um, so glad we've managed to get her on. Um, I'll tell the people about yourself
1: um hi i'm ali loren um i'm a dj i've done radio presenting and stuff as well and um i can say like content creator i work with brands and stuff as well so yeah all round kind of mix of stuff
0: all right iman
2: listen people what's happening shout outs to all my dons in Mumbai. shout outs to all my g's in new delhi and that me! Oh uh, yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yeah, big up yourself. Shouts Yeah, India of course,
2: my shout to, to the new listeners, um, this E-man, you know, of course, this episode 78, you know what That's I mean?
0: Yeah, India, we see you, man. We see them charts.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: for sure, for sure. Uh, Colson, you News in the building, Don Collier. Yeah. It is what it is, when it isn't, we're here. Let's do this. And
0: I into um to them. So yes, let's get into it. Episode seventy-eight. Um, all right, so the way we're gonna start is Ali, we just wanna get a, a bit of a I don't want to say understanding, but we just want to talk about you a bit more, you know, and your career DJing, how did you get into it, all of that sort of stuff, and just give us some insight into who you are.
1: Okay. So I started doing radio presenting. God, when was it? It was like twenty Oh, can I even pinpoint a time on it? Was it 2014, 2013? I can't remember the exact time. A long time ago, basically. Mm. And I met my friend, Rebecca Jard, who is now on Beats 1. So she's six interviewing everyone, everyone you can think of now. Yeah, shout um, out to Rebecca. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's brilliant. Um, And she was doing radio hosting at the time. So I was like speaking to her. I thought, oh, cool. Let me try and do radio hosting. Let me get into it. So yeah. I did not know if i heard of Represent. That's quite a big station. It was yeah. Based Peckham. Yeah, it's a really, really good station for the youth. So they was doing like training sessions. There was an ad for it saying, if you want to get into radio and stuff like that, we're doing training. So I thought, cool, let me apply whilst I was in uni. And I hated uni at the time. Like it just wasn't like I studied law for like a month and then I switched to English and I just thought this just isn't for me. Mm. I started doing the training and I was like religious, like relentless with it. Like I went to all the training sessions, like I went ham with everything. Obviously the radio station recognised that quite a lot. So then within like a month, like they asked me to start covering shows on the station while other people were still training, which was insane. So I started doing some covering shows at Rep. And I think a month after that, they asked me to have my own like show. I think it was like midday, it was like playing mainstream stuff. But then I got to like implement some things that I wanted to play. So I started playing some grime stuff. Got you. And then I went to LA and um, stayed there for like a month or something. But whilst I was in LA, I got shouted by Gavin, who is at Radar. I don't know if you heard of Radar Radio before they all like cool. oh, yeah. happened and stuff. So, yeah, I was, they shouted me to have my complete own grime show um, just for me. And I was like, oh, God, Owen and Aaron, should I leave Rep? Because I've been with them, like, for a short time, but they really helped me out. And then I mm. ended up going to Radar because, obviously, it was such a big opportunity. And then I was on Radar for a couple of years, which was, like, sick whilst it was sick, basically. Um, mm. Even though all the stuff that happened, I'm grateful for the opportunity. But all the stuff that happened after, yeah, obviously, I can't, I can't agree with that whatsoever. But, yeah, I did that. And then Gavin was, a, like, he's an amazing mentor, Um, he told me, like, if you're doing radio and stuff, you need to be doing DJing as well. It's gonna open loads of doors and opportunities for you. So because of I started going into practice room, practicing with other DJs um, that were on the station that really helped me out a lot. And yeah, and then slowly, like, my name started picking up a bit more, um, especially, like, obviously doing the grand show and stuff like that. And then slowly, Mm. brands and stuff, so I've done stuff like Urban Outfitters and other brands, they've shouted me to, like, play at their stores and stuff like that. So slowly, like, my name's picked up. And um, yeah, it just blossomed from there. No, we
0: love to see the progression. How hard is DJing? Like really intrigued because there's definitely an art to it. You know what I mean? Like playing the right song at the right time. And you know, good that's DJ insane. like I always, I always know a good DJ when no one has to go up to them to ask them, um, "Can you play this?" I mean, sometimes it might still happen, but no, that's not me. What's the what's
1: <laughs> you know what? What's That's so techy it? so with that because each DJ has their own style and they like to play their mm. own things. So, with me, I've had stages where I've like mixed grime or like I've done like because I mainly do like rap and I play everything, like I play tribal stuff, like techno. Yeah. If I feel like it mixes and beats well with it, then obviously I can mm. do it. But obviously, it's so stressful because you go into the dance and you have to play things or you have to read the crowd to see what they like. Yeah. Like one minute they're going to like one thing, another club might like something completely different. Do you know? what i mean and like mm. even played in france once they like all the techier kind of sounds and then when i played at wireless like some of the stuff you could tell they weren't really feeling it or they was feeling it so you really it's quite hard to read the crowd it's
4: tough, yeah it's it is tough and
1: obviously, as gent like time's gone on like we had like the big hype of grime and then obviously we're switching on mm. and stuff now so like times are changing with what people were like preferring and stuff like that all the time mm. you have to keep up with it um but yeah like djing it's it's like it's different because people use Serato, so you have to watch the screen and make, like match the beats, or you can use Record Box and that like tell, brings up the tempos for you. and You just press play and like mix it in and stuff. But then you've got some people who are like doing the beat matching by ear, so they're listening and changing the tempo and stuff, which is obviously like you have to be skilled to do it. That's DJing for me, like that's yeah, that's super TV. It 100%. It, it is hard. But the people that do do it, and like, let's say, you probably won't know who these people are, like Grand Mixer in General courts. they're like doing grime and stuff like that. Plus they play like loads of melodic stuff anyway. Um, If you watch them play, like they beat match to the T and the chopping Mm. and the technicality of things, like I feel like there's two types of DJs. You've got the technicality ones that are like the DJs, like they're the ones that are like, you know, but then when you go out to the like the dance or the rave, the dance, if you go out to the rave or whatever, or the event, you're probably like looking out for just like six tunes to be played. Do you know what I mean? Just mixing you, yeah. together, so there's like different ranges to it. So it's quite, yeah, it's quite um diverse, if you
0: want to say. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's insane to me because that is literally, I think, it is a case of how good can you read the room, mm. and it must be at times really tough. Have you been in situations where you've been where you? Express that situation at Wireless where it's like, what do I do here? Sort of thing, especially because yeah. something like Wireless is such a diverse amount of people.
1: Yeah. So with the wireless one, I was doing it because I was on Foundation FM for a little bit and they was doing the VIP area. So obviously if you want to go get your drinks and stuff like that, but I didn't realise mm. how obviously busy it was going to be, but it's wireless anyway. Um so it wasn't that like main stage or anything like that. But I was playing stuff and people were asking, like, oh, have you got Drake? Have you got this? Have you got that? But like I was playing garagey stuff, I was playing a mix of it, because you can't yeah. like, the crowd is so diverse, you don't know like what you're expecting to play and stuff like that. So that instance for me, I kind of had to take a step back from DJing, which I have done for a little while and kind of yeah. analyze what I want to do. But obviously, with COVID and stuff that's happened, I've wanted to go practice room and practice mixing and stuff. And it's just not really possible right now. So right hopefully when this is all done, um, I can actually go, because that's one thing I've wanted to do throughout this whole time is just literally try and perfect my craft and be like, yo, I'm watching Ali Lauren and she's sick, like, all round. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Nice. No,
0: that's, that's, that is, yeah, that is the next step, I guess, just trying to perfect it. For you, what is, what is going to, what does perfection look like in terms of your ability to DJ? Oh,
1: perfection to me, I feel like, it's so weird because when I'm seeing DJs now like I could watch a set and people might not pay attention to how the music's being played if I hear something completely out if I'm with someone I'm like oh my god that tune's out can you hear it? it's out and they're like no I can't notice it but I can hear it so like mm. perfection to me is kind of stuff like that which I haven't even completely mastered yet I'm not even saying like oh I'm I'm perfect it's not even that like I'm I'm knowing mm. I need a lot of work to do um, compared to a lot of people that I know that are like unreal but like even music selections. I've been going on TikTok lately and seeing some other DJs like from all over the world. Some of the beats that they're putting together that you would never expect is like unbelievable. And you just turn around and think like, oh my God, like that's just such a unique mix to put together. Like Mm. perfection is like knowing the beats and hearing two songs and being like, that's gonna like flow together plus the beat match. And I think that to me is like perfection. You hear the
3: craziest, craziest matches on TikTok. I heard,
1: um, oh my god! I heard like Fifty Cent in the club in some
3: random song. I was like, how how have you, how have you made that match in your head? Like, no,
1: I mean that's perfection. That's literally Mm. come on and be like, raw. I could never think those two things would go together. Like, it's amazing. I think I saw Rihanna and something else. I can't remember, but I was, I had to watch it like fifty times. I was like, oh my god, this is literally insane. This is sick.
0: There was one that I lost my mind. I can't. uh, it was hot in here and she mixed it in with, I can't remember what she mixed it in with but literally the way the, when she did it and it was it was is it perfect. Jotty. So I say that again?
1: Jotty, was it a boiler room?
0: It was a boiler room, yes. Everyone it
1: was playing, I think. Yeah. And, that, and, and then everyone was hyping after.
0: Mm. I think it's Jotty. changing.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That
0: beat, Switch Up was insane and it's, my thing about it, what I love most is when you don't see it coming and they put something together and you've been like, how have you done that? Or mm. how did how did your brain even think to put those two songs together? But they do it masterfully. Um yeah.
1: Jotty, yeah, no, JJ, that went like TikTok viral, Twitter viral, <laughs> Instagram viral. I was like, Oh my god, Jotty. like everyone was messaging that knows it's just like, oh my god, like this is sick. Like it took over completely. She's gained loads of followers from me, like it's insane. Like... How did how do you even how do you think she had that moment though? Like what like,
0: what do you think?
4: It's so... obviously it went
0: viral because it's so sick, but like what do you think went through her head when she was like, yo, I'm about to... This whole dance is over. Everyone going you know home what? This. I don't
1: even know when that boiler room was, but I think someone was obviously watching the boiler room, took a clip from it and was like, yo, this is sick. And then obviously mm. that just spread like wildfire. So I don't think it was even her playing it to be like, yo, this is going to go viral. She just done like a very sick set. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it just but like I'm- someone just picked it up and it just went mad, like...
0: Yeah. No, but I think obviously... I don't think when people go viral, the intention is to ever go viral. But I guess yeah. my question is more: How did she have like? What do you think as a DJ to DJ? What do you think went through her head in that moment to be like, "Yo, this is gonna go so well"? Do you think it like is it chance or what is it down if you to? See
1: her from her reaction in the video. She's like. Like, she's telling you, like, yo, wait one minute, wait one minute, like, you're mm. going to this drop and it's going to be sick. She already knows people are going to go off to it, whether that's already from reaction, because obviously you can have, like, a list of songs or matches that you've had together and think, oh, I've gone into the rave before and that's already been a sick match. I know people are going to react to sick to Got that. You. So she's obviously, I don't know if she's played it before, but she melodically knows, like, yo, one minute, like, wait for the drop, this is going to mm. be bad. And then it just went off, yeah.
0: Have you yeah. ever had a moment where you thought, oh, this is going to end the dance and it didn't and have you had a moment vice versa where you thought I don't know why that got people so gassed you know what I mean?
1: Yeah I mean there was oh oh. do you know what SBTV Summer Cookout I think I played was it nines and i mixed it with something else and like i don't know if you know like jamal edwards he done he does like sbtv summer cookout it was like some yeah. uh, event for the summer it was, it was so sick and i remember playing and uh, it was years ago and i was playing and it was like not even the main room there was like two rooms the main main room and that like the outdoor bit and i was mixing and like it wasn't packed out and when i started mixing certain things the room just started like filling up I had people tweeting after saying yo you got people from the main room to come to your room (laughs) like people like the hype and stuff of it was so sick so yeah I can't remember it was like nines and something else can I even think it was nines into like a Freddo tune and then it just like it just like it went off it was just so sick and yeah I loved that another time that I wore what was the negative part like did
0: you well not negative but like you thought ah this would this would go off and it didn't necessarily have the impact you were looking for
2: it didn't bang like yeah funny yeah it was a bit funny like yo oh
1: do you know what what? i did a a booking and it was i think by far my worst booking and literally it was more like the thing is you think you're getting booked for the name so you people book you because they know what you're playing i got booked to play and i had like two or three bashment tunes and people happened to that I didn't have any, like, it was, it was a rave. You could tell from the crowd on what people reacted to. They wanted to listen to Bashman or Afrobeats and stuff like that. I had three mm. tunes, bro. I had three tunes, <laughs> that was it. So I played other stuff and then people come up to me saying, yo, have you got this, have you got this, have you got this? Mm. And I was like, right yeah, like, I've got to be here for like an hour and I don't have Bashman. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And that just was a wake up call for me as well. Like, I remember Gavin was saying to me like, you need to spread to different genres. I, mm. If you want to DJ to anyone and you're going to be a multi-genre G- DJ, be prepared to have e- bare tunes from every genre. Because I was standing there the whole time. People staring at me. I was like, I want to go home. Like, this and this is... Literally- <laughs> it was such... Oh, it was so bad. But it was a massive learning curve for me to be like... No, a- Do, you have- Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, have free bashment tunes or like Afrobeats tunes. Like, make sure you have... A I big bet you went curve.
0: home and you was doing your googles hard
1: oh, i literally <laughs> I, I think I'd, i just i was just cringing at myself for like ages like alia how did you even let that happen and then no. like yeah afterwards Has I streaming
0: just... changed the game because i don't know could so would that still happen now because surely is your spotify just hooked up to your serato or do you still have to download all your songs
1: yeah no i so i don't use serato i just like obviously use usb and then obviously i've been using record box but i'm trying to perfect doing beat matching and stuff but if you're in like a lot of people now do use record because when you're going to the club and like you're playing tunes, it's a lot quicker to be like, cool, move the tempo, and then you play the tunes together and stuff like that. But obviously, if you're mm. big, you want to do beat matching and stuff like that, then you can. Um, I I download tunes so mainly from like iTunes and stuff like that, and then upload it onto like my USB kind of thing. Yeah. So if you actually look at my Spotify thing, like looking at it, like I don't, I don't actually massively invest into spotify as much as i should i think i've got like 300 tunes on there that i like but it's a mix of everything and i know some people are like oh i've got a folder of this i've got a folder of this i've got a folder i need to be like that on spotify but i don't it's more like on my laptop really
3: so how do you how do you find new new tunes like what what's your where's your go-to because obviously as a dj kind of need to be you Mm -hmm. know ahead of their game because sometimes i'll I'll be out and about and i'll hear someone drop something in a set and i'm like i wonder how this dj came across this tune
1: Mm. Like, what's your
3: process like
1: yeah so i mean i've taken obviously a break for it for a while because obviously with covid and stuff like that and just obviously wanting to get better anyway but from what i was doing when i was like searching heavily it was more so like um soundcloud at the time because i mm. like original tunes but i like remixes you know when someone's done like a drop of something or flipped it completely mm. mm. forwards, she'll t- have like a classic tune like a lead tune and she'll flip it with like a bashment like um instrumental in the background or something like completely switch it up so mainly like soundcloud and people that are like they want you to, to to play their remixes and stuff like that or um i mean like i think watching other people as well so even like if i'm looking at like tiffany Calvert, she's on um radio one and stuff like that and one extra mm-hmm. like you're like whatever she's playing in in rap music whether it's uk america or other countries because she plays all over that's hot stuff right now that's stuff you should be listening to and playing and stuff like that mm-hmm. Exclusives and stuff like that that's the stuff that's actually gonna like flow in like clubs and stuff like that so it's like Seeing what other radio presenters and, like, DJs are essentially playing, but mainly, like, SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff like that. And just having an ear to what people are, like, on Twitter, social media, like, yo, this tune bangs. Yeah. They're obviously going to want to when we can go out again.
3: It's, tr- it's interesting because you don't even, like, even as a DJ, you probably listen to completely different stuff that you would be playing at times. So it's, it must sometimes be jarring having to be like, I've got to play this tune because I know it's going to go off.
4: Like, oh.
3: man, that's the last thing I want to listen to
4: right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all what people
1: want to like, you know. They they, they want to play and stuff. I think it's Tiffany Calvin. She has something like, like called No Request. And some DJs just hate it when you ask, <laughs> like, "Yo, can you play this tune? Can you play this?" Because like you're coming to see that person. I get it, you're on a night out and you're like, "Yo, I want to listen to Drake. Can you play some Drake?" Do you know what I mean? But then sometimes like you have to leave the DJ to do what they're doing because they're.
4: Yeah,
1: they're- sometimes you have
0: to trust the DJ.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know what? I, I like what you said. Sometimes you have to trust the DJ because I remember one time in I Go they were playing songs that weren't necessarily... I mean, if you read the room, the demographic, it just wasn't for us. Mm. For some strange reason, he played Tempe T And then it was just us four guys just bouncing up and down, just doing what we wanted to do. Everybody fled. like They, they fled away from the dance floor because they didn't know what was going on.
5: But then <laughs> after that moment,
2: I think he realised That yo, I've got a crowd Let me just entertain these guys And then a bunch of people started coming after that it's And that was, that was our club for like Pretty much the whole entire week But other than that, we still enjoyed Has that ever happened to you Where pretty much You've You've dispersed the crowd But you've kept a group of people Who still are entertained by your staff By your mixing, sorry
1: I've never, I've never dispersed a crowd. I've never. That's that's actually never happened to me. Where it's like, actually, I...
2: sorry, sorry about that. We dispersed the crowd. Let, let me know. what <laughs> <laughs> He was doing his thing, is it? <laughs> we dispersed the crowd. Yo, I love we that. We dispersed the crowd. So yeah, to to um to rephrase that question, yeah, have you ever been in a position where pretty much you were DJing and you kept a group of people entertained, but that's what kept you going?
1: think I've ever I don't think I've ever had a moment like that like I'm quite lucky at, at like a majority of events barring like the bashment one I've been playing stuff that like people like but I've never really had the only two of instances made mm, no I don't really think so I think the only two bookings I haven't really liked was that obviously the wireless one because I wasn't like playing I didn't have the stuff for the crowd essentially because I like mm. I said I play a mix of everything and then just obviously the the, the, the um the bashment one the free tune bashment one that's the yeah I haven't really dispersed a crowd, not that I can think of. I had mm. like a few that were just like, yo, we're here, Like, keep going. Like, Yeah, I've haven't, I haven't actually had that, you know. It's either like the only two instances where it's just been like, I've messed up, or like the other ones, are pretty much like a lot of the events I've done, they've, I've had, actually had a really good reaction. So
4: mm.
0: Mm. I think like it's so important a good DJ can really make a good night because it was, even I remember this, when we went to Hoxton for my birthday, um, maybe two, three years ago now. Uh, and when he, when the DJ played KMT, it was different, man. Like, when it came on, it was perfect timing in the night as well because it was just, it needed to come on at, at that time, and you just feel like, yo, the DJ did me a favour. Like, I didn't even have to tell him, but we had a link that day, and he knew he needed to play KMT, and it was just, it was such a vibe, um, and it's just amazing how, like, music and stuff like that can just bring you all together. Does anyone have moments like that where they think, Right, wow, the DJ actually did their thing that night.
3: I feel like it's been so Can
2: long. We've been inside for so long. Those nights. <laughs>
1: Forgot what you yeah. remember it remember feels like. <laughs>
0: for uh,
2: real.
1: Yeah. Oh God.
2: Actually, I do have one, but the uh, thing is, I don't know what happened afterwards. So, um, this was in Norwich, and um, I was celebrating my boy Severin. Shout out to Severin, his family. Mm. And, um, six Seven, they came and performed as well. And for some reason, Dougie was playing, like, I was gone in the head. but Dougie was playing <laughs> I was with. Dougie. And then, fam, after Dougie, I don't remember what happened. All I know is I was on, I was on the couch, and then that's it.
0: You was on a wheel.
2: all I remember. I, re- I remember Dougie, and then that's it. I was outside. After outside, I was in a car. After the car, I was on the couch. Then I woke up, like, 8 a.m. That's it. That's what I remember. But I remember that <laughs> song in particular... That was my tune.
0: So that hangover must have been real. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was, it was really bad. say <laughs> less. Say less. Of course, of course. But I've even I've even been impressed with like they'll play like songs where it's almost like um day parties.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: then they play 21 questions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like songs yeah. that could they could just pull out of the noughties and then just bring it today and just say, Yo, this is the song like you should be listening to. So everyone was singing to it, everyone's vibes into it. So, yeah, I would say 21 Questions and Dougie. Those two songs, definitely. But because I haven't been out so long... I hear that. will just see what happens, you know what I mean?
4: I think
1: the ones I've, I've had, like, specifically is Whipping excursion, like, with gigs. Any time that was, like, going off in the rave, like, literally, like, you just hear the beginning drop of it and it's just everyone just, like... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah,
0: that like, song is iconic.
1: That's uh, literally... It, it's, it's classic. That's classic tune. Yeah, yeah
0: that is... Diggs has got a few of those that, you know, they're just a shelling, basically. It's, it's playtime's done.
4: He's I love
0: that. He is yeah. a, a legend. Give him his flowers mm-hmm. while he's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, So I guess just before we move on, what are you excited most about when you are able to be in your element and start DJing again?
1: What am I most excited about? I think it's just seeing people's reactions. I think that's, mm. that's the thing I'm most excited about. I think it's just, like obviously, this year, and practically is it been a year it's been a year basically it's been a year, yeah. been a year basically i'm in my head, I'm thinking it's been two years, it's that long <laughs> it feels
4: like <laughs> <laughs> it- <do> that't. <laughs>
1: It's been so hard for everyone and people have lost people. Mm. Emotions have been everywhere. Even me, like, emotionally this year has been, like, a bloody roller coaster. But I think just going back and be able to see people being happy, like, yeah. in the just enjoying themselves, like, hyping up to you, even, like, hyping with their friends, whatever else it means. Just, like, people being together and just being happy because I think that's something everyone's really missed this year, to be honest.
4: Okay.
0: Ale, you need to do me a favour. When, you, when you're back DJing, the first song you have to play is Future Mask Off. That's <laughs> what you need to do.
4: I, whole...
1: <laughs> I put on my Instagram story what did I put? I said future's ahead of his time because like when <laughs> in the rave this is going to go mad like honestly <laughs> way ahead of his time he's literally Yo, when FIFA,
0: they find the cure, play that mask
1: off yeah nah I'm excited 100% that's, that's my
0: favour that's all I'm asking
1: because I know you guys uh, talk about like tunes that'll go off in the summer I think that's definitely if that plays uh, everyone's going to go mad 100% 100% yeah.
0: He might have another. He might have a number one on his hands, man. For real. What a surprise. <laughs> would not. Yeah, June twenty
1: first. Yeah. Um, hopefully, let's hope.
0: Oh, hope hopefully, 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 hopefully. All right. So on to, I guess, a bit more of a somber note. Um, second topic. Uh, I think it's important that we discuss it. Um, and it's great that we have a you know female in the room when when we're discussing it. Um, so just want to start off by saying R.I.P. to uh, Sarah Everard. Who lost her life? Um, uh, condolences, obviously, to her family as well. It's a messed up situation. I don't think there's. I, I don't think everyone saw the news and did not feel comfortable with that. The way the story played out, the fact, you know, for me personally, I'm just gonna say, my opinion, the fact that, you know, she did everything that women are told to do that they they shouldn't really have to do. You know, if society was in a better place, you know, mm-hmm. she wore bright color, um, bright clothing. She was on the phone to her boyfriend on the way home. Um, she the route she took was well lit so she didn't do anything you know there's, she there's no blame that can fall at her feet um, not that she should be blamed but she took the necessary precautions uh the fact that it was a police officer who you know more will come out but it seems he's abused his his power and then on top of that the fact that um you know he'd he'd done something three days earlier was still allowed to carry his gun it's just, the whole thing is insane. And it just goes back to the fact that, you know, we have to we have to do better as a society. And again, similar to the way last summer we were telling people of other ethnic, um, or of other groups that when black people are talking on certain issues, listen to them. I think, again, when it comes to this, at this moment in time, I think as men, we just need to listen to what the women have to say, especially on this topic. Because it's been such an ire of you knowing It's like, the... Um, the things that women can't do and how uncomfortable they feel in certain situations—it's insane. One
1: hundred percent, completely agree with you. Completely
0: agree with you. Was how does everyone else feel on the topic?
3: <sighs> yeah, man, it's been—it's been one of those weeks, isn't it? Like even yeah. when they when they initially announced it, it's just you always a fear for the worst when you hear these type of situations, and then mm. and it's a police officer, and it's just—it's it's just terrible. And I think. I just, just to echo your sentiment, Demi, like I think men, like we have to hold ourselves accountable for these actions because it's us that are committing these, these, these like things against women. So ultimately, we have to look at ourselves, look at each other, even just to think the small things we do. Let's say, for example, mm. even me, like I would walk. Obviously, it kind of it's worse because I'm black, but I'd walk towards like the uh, off license near where I live. And, like there could be a woman in front of me. Now in my mind, I'm thinking there's nothing. There's nothing to it, but in mm. her mind, she'll be she'll be intimidated. She might think, she, yeah, she's panicking. It's not. It is what it is. So I think as men, you just gotta like think outside of your your own shoes. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just and a it's terrible situation thing, around. Yeah, it's crazy the things that we could
0: just simply do to make them feel a bit more comfortable. Like obviously, uh, I live with two girls, and you know they're pretty good friends. So we've had some real conversations, and it's just the fact of, you know, I kind of already knew this one. But if say you're walking behind a woman and just cross the road. Like, it'll just make her feel more comfortable. It's a weight lifted off her shoulder. She's not saying completely divert the whole route, but, like, the little things that we can do, you know, to um, make people feel more safe, and that's what we should do. And it's not... I don't want to say the cliche of, uh, you know what, I've got a sister. It could have been her sort of thing. But, you know, I think a lot of men do look at it that way. Um, I do have a sister. In fact, all three of us have have sisters. So I look at it that way, and I'm like, yo, that could have been... That could have been someone I really care about, so it's just taking the necessary precautions to make sure that everyone feels
3: safe as they should. It's even bigger than that. Do you remember what when we had uh, Tolly on? She was mm. like, you know, the man them always think, oh, if it was your sister, if it was your your mum, but it's deeper than that. If it's your friend, if it's your colleague, if it's someone that's mm. you don't even know, do you know what I'm saying? That's it's it's, it's bigger than it's bigger than looking at it from a from a personal point of view because I think in our in our minds we all, we only really. Get affected by things if it affects your immediate. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody could easily seen her across the street and not knowing who she is and being like, Oh, okay, this looks dodgy. Let me just try to pretend I know her. And the whole situation mm. is avoided. Do you know what I'm saying? So it has to be yeah, it has to be more than just a family.
5: Mm.
4: It's like,
3: scary, man, that yeah. that's people's reality. You're so right. Because I've seen that like on
0: TikTok and stuff. Um, and you know, literally girls are in situations where they can see or people are see people in situations where like you said, looks dodgy. And then they've come up to them and then they've been like, oh, you know, is this is, is everything all right here? How are you? And then they removed the girl from that situation. And they find out the girl was like, she didn't know who he was and is basically harassing her. So, yeah, now I think we can, if you see something happening, we there's definitely room for us to all step in.
1: From a female's perspective, like, when it's so, like, this whole week, I've felt like so numb, like, mm. Basically, when she first got announced as being missing, maybe a day or two after, obviously, it was being posted on Twitter and stuff like that. So I was reposting on my Instagram and stuff like that. And um, I was just thinking, oh, it's a missing woman. She's going to get found and like stuff like that. And then, obviously, the news obviously, progressed that um, yeah, a police officer got arrested and then human remains were being like found and stuff like that. And then... People were already saying like RIP, Sarah, Everard and stuff like that. And I just felt so numb because in my head I was thinking I was still being so hopeful. I was like, how can you people say she's dead? Like, stop it, like she's still mm. like there's still mm. keep hope. And then obviously when they announced that um was it yesterday, I think, that um yeah. her remains, like this whole week is just been so numbing because alongside that like a woman like a fellow woman's past she was wearing bright clothing she was literally she was only just walking home bro like and even like when i spoke to my partner i actually thanked him the other day because i literally messaged him saying thank you because every time i walk home he always calls me and makes sure like i say oh it's cool you just go do what you're doing he says no i have to make sure you get home like say Mm. obviously when you like i can come off the phone i'd say thank you because i never really deeped it at the time and even like i was posting on instagram like when i was in uni I used to have really bad insomnia and I had depression and stuff like that. Like two, three in the morning in East London, I'd go out for a walk, like literally Whitechapel, wherever. And looking back now, it was such a stupid mistake because even when I speak to people about it now, they even say like, that that's so dumb because the amount of like um, girls that get kidnapped and put into like, you know, um, sex gangs and stuff like that and held against their will and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I'm thinking as a woman, why can't I do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just been so numbing, like seeing and hearing other people's experiences. I'm reading women's experiences that I know that I didn't Mm. know have been sexually assaulted in the workplace, when they're walking home, when, you know, um, domestic abuse by partners, whatever else it may be. And it's just such a numbing feeling to think like I've had my own experiences and to know that there's so many other women that are going through the same. And it's just not normalized, but it's as if like we've all gone through it and, like, as if we have to deal with it and, like, nothing's changed from it. And now we've lost Sarah Everard. Like, she was literally just walking home. She literally just walking home.
2: And...
0: Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. No, it's yeah. insane.
2: It's... It's, um, it's the same thing with, like, my parents. Because, like, um, most of the time, it's, like, um my, my little sister. I mean, now she's an adult, but at the same time, I have to walk her to certain places. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, like, let's say we're going to grace she'd be like yeah let's go to grace be like i right, whatever like just to just to take care of her i i already know that something could possibly happen
5: mm-hmm.
2: but actually no i know for a fact nothing's going to happen do you get what i'm saying but something as something like that situation where it's somebody random where she's done all the right things she's by herself all of a sudden she gets taken mm-hmm. And then now we have to find out that a week later, you know, she's found in Kent. Do you know what I'm saying? And these sort of things, they shouldn't happen. They just, they shouldn't be happening. But because my parents have pretty much installed in me, like, you always make sure your sister's protected. Make sure you go to the shop with her. If she needs to go shop. Um, just make sure she's okay and stuff like that. Sometimes it's jarring, but it's necessary. Mm. So then for somebody like her, where she's just by herself, she's an adult. Do you know what I'm saying? She's in her 30s, where she's just like, nothing's gonna happen to me. Stuff like that, you know. We, yeah. we just, it just happens, of course. I mean, it's happened, but it's just, it's things that shouldn't really be happening in our life mm. today, especially. Um, yeah, we have to understand that there's people out there like that. We have to take our precautions. We have to be careful, you know. Um, but also on the men's side, I mean, we do have to we do have to have that in our conscience as well. Like, Mm. make sure that some people are doing... People are doing things to make sure that other individuals feel safe. So, like, for example, walking behind a woman, do you know what I'm saying? Like, just walk to the side. Even, Mm. like, when I'm walking, like, let's say, for example, I was walking in the morning at one point, and the woman is walking her dog, but the thing is, she goes and walks on another route to come back on the same path. So I'm thinking to myself, why is she doing that? Mainly because she wanted to be safe. In my mind, I'm not thinking that. But now, mm. with these situations that are happening and they're occurring, we can learn from it. But it shouldn't be the situation. It shouldn't be a situation like this, again, that should happen. We should take... Every, every man should learn from this to make sure that women are safe in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And also, at the, end, at, at the same time, we should also make sure that our people are safe as well. So, for example, myself, make sure my sister's safe most times. So walk, walk her to the next shop, mm. come back with her, just have a conversation with her, whatever. Um, with somebody like that, make sure that, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend you're always walking to the shop together to make sure that you are careful. In times like that, 1am, make sure you're walking with somebody at, at least because if anything happens, there's two of you. Mm.
5: See so you know what I'm
2: saying? But you know, it's very sad to hear that You know, Sarah was one of the ones who was taken away from her family, her friends.
1: Yeah, that is it, really. See, because I've known you like, such a long time and I can, like, you guys are so blessed. And I know all of you have been brought up well and, like, respect women and everything like that. Not every man's like that. So Mm. it's having that conscious decision that, you know, I was even speaking to my dad the other day. About even on a cultural perspective, I was like, because obviously I'm, I'm from an Arab background, like, oh, dad, why is it from people from our culture and community like it's so patriarchal? We can't dress how we want and this is that. And he was like, we don't live in an ideal world that protects women. And even like with if I dress a certain way, my dad doesn't think of a cultural like perspective. If he thinks, oh no, you shouldn't be wearing that, that he's thinking about my security and safety. And he said that mm. to me before like it's all safe in saying like oh women can dress how they want this is that and i'll always preach women should be able to dress how they want we don't live in an ideal world though so Mm
5: -hmm.
1: i always preach that but i always no matter what i preach and what i say i always put in to the side as long as you're in a safe manner to do so because like the situations that women can put them not put themselves in like i don't know how to explain it like it's just it's just we have to take that extra precaution to be careful when we're going out even when I'm walking like I don't even consciously realize that I do these things when I do it when I'm walking home I can look behind me if I'm walking past like a group of people I'm like trying to scan the people to think like oh what's their kind of demeanor like do they like look a bit dodgy or anything like that mm-hmm. or like yeah it's just constantly and it's draining
4: it it's
1: is draining. constantly having that precaution like oh if I wear this is a guy gonna do this is that and I remember posting well, not remember literally like two days ago I posted on Instagram because loads of people were talking about their experiences, so I thought, oh, let me say mine. And there's been a few instances, but one in particular, I was out with my friend, and, like, we was in the smoking area, and I was with a guy and my best friend at the time. And she'd knocked the guy's drink over, and, like, this other guy, like, some random guy's drink over, and this guy, I don't know if he was drunk whatever, like, big guy, come up to her and said, you're paying for my drink, you're effing this, this, that, you're paying for my drink. And she weren't backing herself, so I said, she's not paying for your drink. Like, you left it on the floor, she's not paying for your drink. This guy got him, I was saying it calmly as well. This guy got in my face, hurling abuse at me, spat in my face and was saying like, oh, if we, if we, like, if we was outside, this would be a completely different situation. Like basically saying he, he's going to F me up. And I was shook after, like I was standing mm. my ground, like, because I'm quite like a tough, fiery person anyway. I'm not going to let anyone make me back down. But then like, as he walked off, I kind of like deflated a bit and I was like, that situation could have gone completely differently. Yeah, and, then my yeah. friend, and the guy friend didn't say a single thing. Even the guy friend was crazy. And obviously when he walked off, he was like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And mm. I was just standing there like...
3: <laughs> you didn't back it? Like you literally <laughs> watched all that happen? You know, I yeah. was back
1: you, you didn't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just the whole night, I just felt like I I've, I've, I, literally had a man spit in my face just because I said... Yeah, that's
0: insane. That's, you that's, what I mean? Just like, nah, for real.
1: It's insane. No. That was one of the worst instances. Or like if I've gone out, someone's grabbed me or like I've been followed or stuff like that. Like it's just, it's, it's literally... I don't think men, like some men, realize the extent of how bad it is. Maybe even all men don't realize, because some men that I'm seeing now, I don't, maybe even you guys, you might not have actually realized what women go through until maybe this week. Like, to the full extent, if you're reading people's experiences, maybe that you know of, that yeah. you haven't actually thought of and maybe thought, raw, like, I've known her for so long, I didn't even know that that even happened to her, that's happened to women. And I think it's, it's- a real
0: eye opening experience, I think, yeah, for everyone. Like- 100%.
1: The thing is, that's sad. Like I yeah. had to actually delete. I'm deleting Twitter for good because that thing is so toxic. The amount of like men that are saying like disgusting things that like not even people that I know. You know, if you like go under a thread and see things, yeah. like Whether yeah. it's race, whether it's to do with gender, some of the things that people say, like it's just it's just so disgusting. And this was one of the weeks I was just thought, oh, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. It was like when when it was to do with the migrants. Black Lives Matter, and then this, I just thought, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore because
4: yeah, just, I completely agree.
1: it's just disgusting. Yeah, it's just some people just don't I think,
0: do yeah. What well, I've learned is just how like different our lives are in the sense that you know, there's things that I can do that you know, that women just wouldn't even think about doing. Sometimes, if you say it's late at night and you fall asleep on the train, but like, I'm not, I'm, I've that's never been con- a concern or of mine, like it's mm-hmm. not an issue, or I've just done it and I've not. And I did, but girls have been like, "No, can't fall asleep on public transport because you just don't know what's going to happen. And that, when I heard that, I was like, that's something that I just do. Like, you know, I have no issues
3: falling asleep on the train, but you can't do that. Yeah. I don't end up in Shrewsbury Nest, bro. What's going on there? <laughs> 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 why
4: I can't fall asleep nah, on that
3: train?
0: This. <laughs> <laughs> but can that be happening, man? I'm going somewhere and I'll end up at the end of the line. I said, nah, this is taking the piss. That's mm. a
3: fact. One one's quick note I do want to say. Just even for the mandem, I think we need to be accountable and also be able to call out our own mandem. Mm.
2: You know what I mean? Like I know
3: it's very it's, it's uncomfortable sure. because it's the people that you you spend the most time with. But if you if you hear something, you see something, that's the place to start, in my opinion. Because there's always mm. a saying, oh fuck what my bro done, that's my jigger, or whatever. All that all those things that we say and we popularise, they're cool to say in rap, but I think it's it's and it's also a very uncomfortable conversation. But you know, sometimes you hear something your, your boy has said and you're like, nah, that don't, that don't, sound, that don't sound right.
2: Do you know yeah. what I mean? And if doesn't if it doesn't even have to be, sorry to cut you short, it doesn't even have to be a conversation. It could just be like a few words like, yo, yeah, yeah,",
5: yeah.
2: And like, you should have that understanding of like, yeah, like, you know what? i crossed the line. You know what? Yeah, that's not, that's not what I should do. So, mm. I hear what you're saying, man. 100%. It's, it's something yeah, we've got,
3: yeah. we got to make normal because that way, that's the best way we learn because you, it's, okay, it's unlikely you might do it for somebody random, but if it's your brethren, then there's more... You can you can have that open conversation. I know Demi would probably pull me to the side and like, yo, bro, you you wild out there. Do you know what I mean? So mm. that's something we definitely need to make more normal, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I just think having honest conversations with Amanda, because we're the problem. So I think putting the, all the onus on girls is just not right. So we know what's right and wrong deep down. So if we see something going a conversation or we see something going the way that it shouldn't be, I think it's for us to also be able to step in. But again, I've learned so much this week. So especially when we're all about to be able to go back outside and, you know, people will be enjoying themselves. There's hope there, but I think, you know, it's important to learn these lessons so that everyone can enjoy themselves as well. Cause that was one of the things I was thinking about, like, you know, someone's about to come, everyone has plans that they, you know, they want to go out and they want to, but people shouldn't feel uncomfortable. Cause mm. I live near where it happened, and you know the girls around here. It's it's different, you know. The mood is deflated, and yeah. naturally, as it would be, same way if it happened in Thurrock or something, you'd expect the girls around there to feel a bit uncomfortable and a bit weary. But you know, I've just basically said, now nah, I've got your back. Like it doesn't matter. Like it does matter, but it's we're we're all here to try and fix the situation. So we have to do the, what we can to make everyone feel comfortable. I think that's, you know, if there's one lesson we can take from this, it should be that.
4: The
1: thing that's the the thing that's like just jarring about everything that's been going on is like even like I don't want matters like this to just be a hype moment and disappear like even like mm. i didn't I'd, I'd never want a situation and a topic and you know what people are experiencing to be a hype moment and people saying, yeah, this should stop and then it gets forgotten about forgotten about sorry because even like what we've seen with like George Floyd and stuff like that like we've we've all marched we've all protested we've like screamed like why can't we just have like people just be fair to all communities and races racism is Mm. still on we can still keep preaching to the higher heavens protect women women should be protective rapes are still going to happen like people are still going to get kidnapped and it just like i want to be hopeful to say like one day all these nasty things like from all sorts of things are going to stop but then at the same time, like even like what I was saying before, like we don't live in an ideal world. We can try and do mm. to reduce it and change it. But there are so many wicked and evil people out there. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, I don't know if it's even virtually like possible to get it. Completely.
0: But I think when I think of stuff like that, I just, I can't, because you will go you will send yourself insane if you think you could oh, of fix course, the whole yeah. yeah. world. Yeah. So I just think the most important thing to me, and it's, it's not selfish, but I think it's what can I do? As long as I'm living, the way that I preach and I'm taking the necessary steps, you know, to make sure that I'm practising what I'm preaching, then that's important. And I'm making sure my community as well does yeah. that. You can only, you can't fix everything, unfortunately. Absolutely. And that's, that would, in an ideal world, we could, but we can't. So it's just about making sure you yourself are doing the right things and then your community as well, your immediate community as well. At least that way you know that you've had some impact.
1: I love that literally I feel like sometimes I get so empathetic with like the world because even like on socials even when I've worked with brands I've always made it a key point like I can grow my brand and socials, but I want to make people aware of what's going on in the world that's always been Mm. one of my main things and like you can just become so aware of everything that's happening like I watch documentaries I'll read the news some people I know don't even like reading the news because they're like oh I just don't want the negative energy but Mm. like when you're so empathetic and you take in all of that energy and you just like, you want to be able to save the world. You become so helpless to try and like exactly mm. what, what you said. You can't, you can't save the world. You can't. So like, even to you guys, the fact that you guys have, like sat back and like reevaluated, like, oh, this is what I could do. This is what like maybe could help a woman feel more comfortable. Like even like little steps like that, like it means so much to us because it mm. means there are men out there that actually care. And you know what? It's been sad because this week, like, we've seen Sarah Everard pass and she's gone missing and women are speaking out and then you see the hashtags like not all men and it's just like, it's just exactly the same like all lives matter. Like no one's That is, is exactly the same. Yeah, no, no one yeah. is saying that. All lives do matter but that's not the topic. That's not what we're talking about. Like mm. not all men but that's not what we're talking about. There is a lot of men that do do it and it's it maybe it's not all women but maybe it's not all men but all women are experiencing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, so
0: I think when people again it goes back to what I said when people are talking on topics that are important to them or that they care about, just listen, like take it in. Mm. It's not all men, you know that within yourselves. Like, don't be stupid. But right now, that's the top. That's the topic. Let let the women have the stage and let them speak their their truth.
1: And believe us, that's one of the key things because there's even like in instances in the music industry, there's women that I know that have faced certain things that are too afraid to speak out. Some things Mm. that I've that i'm not i'm not ready to speak out on because you'd like people would just they just won't believe you if you're not sitting there with mountains of proof that this 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 happened print screens this this, that there's so many like maybe not so many there's a portion of people that will say that didn't happen and maybe try and make people deflect and think yeah no that didn't happen when we have been suffering do you know what i mean so it's mm. making women feel better and if a woman tells you something believe them because the amount of proportion of women that don't even go to the police when it comes to rape cases, abuse cases, because the police either don't do anything or they don't believe them. It's Mm -hmm. sad. It's really sad.
4: Mm.
0: sad. I just, I think we just have to do better as a society and take lessons when things like this happen. I think that's all we can do. Make sure your community is good. Like Colin said, make sure you're checking up on your mandem um, and just making sure that we learn from this wholeheartedly that is, It'd be a shame for something like this to happen. And, you know, again, like you said, it shouldn't just be something that blows up. We should really take lessons on this and then go on to put it into practice. Yeah. So I guess just before we move on to the next topic, just, again, condolences to uh, Sir Everard's family, um, RIP to her. Um, and, yeah, it's just we have to learn going forward. Um, OK, so the next topic for today is... Uh, it kind of got spurred on because last week, Iman... He said, uh, I often call albums a classic way too early, or I've said a lot of albums are classics. Um, so I just wanted to get people's opinions on what for
3: them are
0: classic albums.
3: Are you asking like you know, see- like, uh, like, album titles, like by artists, or just like specific uh, ones? Yeah,
0: classic any. Al- what's
3: it, What? Yeah, any, basically. Hmm.
0: It can also be personal classics as well. It doesn't have to be an album that like everyone thinks is a classic. Which is something I'm trying to differentiate from more now. Like, if I think it's a classic, it doesn't mean the whole room thinks it's a classic. Obviously, there's albums like Illmatic, um, that everyone thinks is a classic. You know, it's like staples um, in it, and
3: like staples yeah. in, in the genre. Like "Boy in the Corner" was everyone's going to say that's a classic just yeah, because exactly. of that, what it is and stuff mm, like that. But then there's personal ones as well, like you're saying. Mm-hmm.
1: When I was mm. thinking, I was thinking, oh, God, raw, what am I going to come up with? Because I know these men are going to say rap albums and stuff like that, this, is that. And I'm thinking, like obviously there's universal classic stuff but then there's obviously personal classic stuff for me one of them because i literally come across the album again the other day and i was just sitting there listening and singing on my bed like a hyping like oh my god i remember like (laughs) ocean channel orange like that was just like that's yeah yeah, that's a classic classic. Classic. i an orange hoodie which is actually mad but yeah it was just like (laughs) he's uh, like literally insane like melodically everything like it was just like classic album is something you listen back to and it just brings back so like many memories and you just think that moment of like listening to it and taking it in. And it's just been a classic over time, but Absolutely. maybe it's not really a classic for everyone. But um, I do know, obviously a lot of people, you obviously probably have heard it and stuff like that, or um, might like it or whatever. But yeah, to some people, that's like a classic album, I guess. That is a
0: classic. Yeah, There's
4: too many, man.
1: It. Too yeah, many. I was stumped yeah, when I asked some- this. I thought, oh, <laughs> and I had to call someone. Oh, oh, <laughs> let's think of some classic albums. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no, you- my mind got spun. There's so many.
0: There is and so many, but it's just a case of being able to just... Mm. You can discuss them, or just say, like, your personal favourites as well.
3: Personal favourites. I love um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. I think that was, like, his peak of his powers. Um, mm. uh, Good Kid, Mad City was amazing as well when that first came out. That was, like, quite close to Channel Orange as well, cause, so that that time frame kind of was all condensed to me. Yeah, um, Drake as well. Drake's got a few, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I saw the bait on Twitter. So they were saying, "Take care, nothing was the same." And if you're reading this,
3: I'm not mad at that. I that's think that's funny. fair. I'm not mad at it. I know people like favor one over the other. I know some people love Take Care more than the rest, which is fine. Mm. I, don't know. Oh, I don't even know. Sometimes I think uh, I think Take Care is good for sure, but I just think it's it's so
0: long. <laughs> I think it's running <laughs> time It's down near an hour and a half. And I'm like, uh, I'll never forget. Um, uh, we went to school with him, um, Harry Johnson, and um, probably had about five conversations with the kid, but he's he's a good kid, but um, he was talking about buying the Drake album and he was like, I'm taking this back to HMV, it's too long. <laughs> 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 I was crying. That's I agreed. But <laughs> I can't believe he, he was like, yeah, I'm returning this, that album's too long. At an hour and a half, I don't blame him, man,
1: because
0: mm. the album is long. But
1: I think Chris Brown was think- the longest one. Didn't he have like 40 songs on oh, an album? Oh
0: my
3: God.
1: <laughs> I didn't Come even. That oh, album, but, oh my God, no. Yeah, no. That's, too, that's I think, the longest album That's probably-
0: has been. He was taking, was that.
3: I don't
0: taking know what, the best. What was the thought process behind that? I don't know, man. About- <laughs> there was none. There was none. That's what it was.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so random, but I think with stuff that's obviously happened in the past and like events and certain things, I don't think maybe he's appreciated talent-wise as much as what he should be. I know obviously what Hmm. happened to him and Rihanna, like not maybe, what did happen was obviously really bad, but I think that's just taken such a stint. I think it was just like, here's everything, take all of it, you know, this is like, like." and I think it was just a big, you know, listen to me kind of
4: thing.
0: I think he's got a good album in Fame, but I don't know, whenever I think about that album,
3: I always think, hmm,
0: is that more because I was in year 11 and there's a lot of songs on there that I really enjoyed? 100% 100% Oh, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're
3: not, you're not listening to Year Times Free right now, bro. You're, not, <laughs> you're definitely not listening to that tune right now. What's
0: the one? The dance tune that he had that everyone loved. Live your life, live your life. Oh my
3: beautiful God. people, beautiful yeah. people. <laughs> That's a good song, to be honest with you.
4: It's a song. It is a good song. Nah, <laughs> he had that time period a lot,
0: man.
1: Yeah, not- i really like jack Carlo. he's like literally he's hilarious
0: <laughs> he's too funny he's, so, he's definitely he's one of my
1: he's so hilarious he's so funny he's
0: definitely one of my best fans that i've found recently and his album that just came out was he's pretty
3: not good bad. actually no nah, yeah. nah, i'm not we saying see. it's a classic
0: chill yeah. chill, chill chill it's <laughs> a good <laughs> album though. <someone. laughs> <laughs> know- can you remember abby that i've said that our classic that you looked at me funny
2: um, no, the people of Mumbai and the people of New Delhi can go back on the episodes and listen to every <laughs> single episode and find out. <laughs> um, shout out, shout out to listeners, but um, I think my, my classic album is well, this is my introduction to hip hop. Um, this was um, Beg for Mercy by G Unit. Um, mm. Shout outs shout out to Omar, like Omar brought me in. I was listening to it. I was like, What the hell was this? And it was the first track. From, from like Young Buck Like he says Vacate your home I come to break your bones Like, I was, And the thing is I'm in a Christian household I should not be listening to this <laughs> So the fact <laughs> So the fact of the matter is, Vacate your home I come to break your bones It's like Oh This is This is something special This is something nice <laughs> So um, Definitely beg for mercy And then also So far gone man I think that's a classic oh, For everybody of That's definitely a classic For everybody Because yeah. especially in the time When I went to Alabama, like, that was on a school trip. So that was the album I used to listen to, like, the whole entire time. Um,
4: Mm.
2: But, yeah, no, those two albums, definitely a classic. Definitely, definitely a classic, yeah.
0: For me, also, Get Richard that Chime, man. That was a time in my life, man. I remember In the Club was just something special. Like, that was just, couldn't escape it
3: still can't. It. You still can't escape it. <laughs> they can't. Boy, it's still ringing off somewhere in the world right now. Hundred percent, man. In the was a moment,
0: and then you know the, the fact that you had so many good follow up singles from that from that album. You know, um, I think Twenty One Questions is on there. Um, it, it's just such a solid project. Um, that is that was a moment for me. I think classic albums also they they create a space in, in your memory and they create there a moment for you as well you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah i would even i would even go as far as saying um konnichiwa konnichiwa was a was a classic album as well especially because that was when grime was at its peak and mm. more so i think every everybody was just talking about that album and everybody loved the album at the same time do you know what mm. i'm saying and, and it just that was what 2014 i think 2014-15 so, yeah, no, that album, it banged differently. Do you get know what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah, it was a special... Yeah, it was that's, definitely a special definitely moment. for me.
1: See, I think Konnichiwa, and then I also think Blacklisted, like, before... Like, I think... Blacklisted <sighs> is just, like... Blacklisted yeah, yeah. that that is better, man. Blacklisted that,
3: that like, is
1: such uh, a... Oh. oh, my God. Like, it's literally... That is such a classic album. 100%.
3: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. But the reason, but the reason why... why like, I
2: definitely I definitely love Blacklisted, but the thing about Konnichiwa is that everybody... It, yeah. knew what it was. It was the same... Everybody was on the same vibe. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Whereas Blacklisted, I don't think a lot of people listened to Blacklisted at that time. Whereas Kenichiwa, everybody listened to it. So
0: yeah, it, I hear that. It was definitely a moment. It was time, in-
1: time, it was time before, basically. Yeah,
0: mm. I agree. Now I think there's there's some definitely good suggestions. Has has any recently has a classic been released? Collins, I see, made in Lagos.
3: It could be, but I thought I thought about this album. I feel kind of sad because we should have been outside when this came out. Yeah, he put it, crack in that album, man. It's it didn't. different. I still maintain gets album will be classic when time, time goes by for sure. Mm. And I think Kano's uh Hoodies, I can't remember the name of the full album when that yeah. came out. I think that's a sensational yeah. album as well. Mm. Um, but in the Young Bucks as well, like, um, Huss has, has, Huss has a couple now, if I'm being honest Shh. with you. Yeah. Um. And uh, Dave as well. Dave's album. You could argue. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue it. You could argue it. Um,
1: Dave's fucking else. He's literally. Like, he's an alien. Yeah.
3: That kid's an for
4: alien. For real. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually even a oh
3: my so God. cold.
1: Just intertwined. So sick. Like. So cold. So sick. Even the tune that they done together and the video. Everything was just so cold. I had Clean. that heat. Like the Daddy's one that came out. Whole album. Yeah. His verses,
0: yeah, no, nah, he's he's different. It's nice to see that the you know because they have this conversation on Joe Bottom podcast quite a bit, and they talk about rappers that are aliens and like they're just they're not from this world. Mm. And it's nice to see. We probably always have, but we haven't had that discussion. But it's nice to see that you know we can identify in the UK. We've got people like that, like J Huss, straight alien. Like anything he touches is turn it turns to gold. Dave, straight alien. I think Gets is an alien. You know. Now
2: that we're able you to might Not start listening having... to ambush. Are
3: you I like I you... man, you've muted yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hello?
2: about you might not listen to Ambush, like that al- like he's actually a crazy guy. Well, I'm uh, not brother.
3: too much. No, I'm not oh, listening to
1: Ambush
2: too tough. I you know, what? I'm feel like Ambush from
1: your picture, from your background.
2: He but <laughs> the album slaps like this. This was supposed to be like even if you look at his um documentary, like the one he released on YouTube, this like this was supposed to be the song for, like the album for the summer, like mm-hmm. legit. But I mean, mm. yeah, like majority of the songs on this album just slap differently. But yeah, um, but if I was to say like. What do you mean by classic? What that like, everybody can fuck with in terms of like today? Well, no, it's
0: even like personal classics as well. Like for example, I think an example for me would be like I, for me, what a time to be alive is a personal classic. But I know that a lot of people have their opinions on that album. But I I I hold it uh, very close to my heart, you know. So even conversations like that, that, that something that you might think is a great body of work, but other people might not be too tough on, or you know. It's not looked at in the same light. You know what I mean?
1: Even when I was thinking it, like mine, like one of them would be like Mary J. Bly. I think it's the breakthrough. Like she like
4: because mm. I
1: was trying to think of like stuff, and then I was like looking at albums, and I thought, oh my god, like even when I looked up that one and the songs that are in it, like it just brought back such a nostalgia for me. Like listening to it, and if songs play, like I know all the words to it, like it just <laughs> things like yeah it's mm. like a personal album like so a lot of people are going to say that, that wasn't a classic album to them but to me personally like growing up listening to that yeah that was like a classic album like a personal classic
0: no I love that
1: mm. love I guess
0: it's does anyone else have any other suggestions before we move on
1: Emmanuel's
0: okay. in <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get us to listen to us my brother <laughs> well, I'm going to listen to it after this
1: yeah I'm going to I'm going to check out after as well
0: I'm going to take it in
2: I mean, Gr- Griselda's doing a lot, but I think... Oh definitely...
1: my God, don't. You I had I mean? Griselda in my head. Griselda, fam, they need to come to the UK. on its Honestly, there's <laughs> no oh gun in my face. So oh <laughs>
2: you into that rapid rap oh.
3: That rap Come on, B. Oh
2: even God. even what's his name? Um, West Side Gun. Uh, King to a God. Um, Conway. That album it slaps differently. Even the cool. deluxe, it just... His His lyrical... Tech, these lyrical techers is just something completely different. And Do
5: you Freddie
3: know what I'm pretty Oh, Gibbs is my guy, man. Freddie Freddie Gibbs, Gibbs is my guy. Yeah, no, Freddie Gibbs. Band- Bandana and um, what's the re- Alfredo? Those two albums, Chef Kiss.
2: Nah, Bandana is something
3: special, man. Oh, Sensational.
1: Like when up- did they when did they actually start popping off let's say in the last maybe two years they've started getting a lot more yeah definitely
3: stuff. yeah
1: they need to come to the UK when they do a, like a rave a concert whatever you want to call it like but the thing is with Griselda as well I feel like it's just a selective amount of people that might be listening to them because it's quite like old school kind of vibes with the like beats and stuff like that mm-hmm. but,
4: but
0: they've got oh a huge fan f- base like- is a lot bigger than I thought it'd be
2: yeah, you, you'd be surprised though, because even when we were, um, yeah. and Collins we went to the Pusha T one, we just saw like a completely different vibe. Like it wasn't, it wasn't specifically a demographic. It was everybody, everybody that was there that just fucked with Pusha T. Not mm. there because they fucked with Pusha T. So with Griselda, it would be the same. There's a bunch of people who fuck with Griselda. That's yeah, a fact.
1: It's bad. maybe not many people, not in a rude way to them, because I'm obsessed with them. I love that. Like I can't wait to see them. But like, even when I was talking to someone else who feels exactly the same, they're like, yeah, their merch or their clothing, even their clothing brand sells out like that. Like, yeah. but like they're like lyrically like disgusting. Like it's in like it's just art. Uh, like you can't even put words to it. Like you listen, 100%. you tap the bar, and you're like, oh my days. Like how the hell did that even play in your head? <laughs> but like. Sometimes when I listen to the beats, I feel like, oh, is that something that people might be into? Because sometimes I feel like it's like an old school kind of vibe, but like a new school kind of vibe. And I didn't think that yeah. they'd have like such a massive fan base because it's it feels quite nostalgic but new. But yeah, no, it's it's so sick to see that so many people here feel the same.
0: Yeah, no, they've no. tapped into cool. something that a lot of people want, you know. Yeah, I think they, you know, there's a lot of young people that like them, but they're also respected with the old heads as well. Yeah. So it, they are very much the perfect balance. It is very boom back. But I think it, it's needed in the genre because 'Cause you've got a lot of this melodic stuff going on, which I'm, you know, I'm happy with. I'd probably lean more towards that, but there needs to be a balance. Um, and I think Griselda definitely bring that balance. And they'll only get bigger because, you know, they're charting well. Um and I'm not gonna say they need that single because they don't, and they probably don't nah, want that single. Not. They're
3: definitely
0: not making not. music for that. I know Benny so, the Butcher
3: made a song with Drake, but I don't think he wants to I don't think he wants to put it out because... I could see why he wouldn't want to, because it's not what he's trying to do, in a way. Mm, yeah, I hear that. But, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right, Demi.
0: All right, so, uh, fourth topic. So, I just wanted to get people's opinions. It might not be a long topic, but I just want to get some ideas. And we've got a DJ in the house, so I just wanted to um, get some people's ideas on songs that they think will slap this summer. What's going to get the party hot, you know? Just a few suggestions.
1: I'm going to say macro G? Backro G, I don't know if you've obviously heard some of his stuff, but he's got mm. like some of the tunes that popped off this year. He hasn't even look at the way Manuel's smiling. He hasn't even <laughs> had a <laughs> He hasn't even had a chance for it to pop off in a rave. Mm. Like everyone was hyping to it like at home, like like whatever. But he hasn't even, like, it's so annoying. He hasn't had that moment to even have it, like, performing and everyone hype to it. I feel yeah. like when that plays, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping for him that, like, people obviously just, like, hype back, like, oh, my God, we've had this moment. That, that, needs, that needs to have its moment. He needs that,
3: 100%. Yeah, he's got some energy, boy.
1: Oh, Flipping Real. <laughs> Why was Emmanuel smiling? Why? What were you thinking?
2: Because I want to be in the centre. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that te- it's that temper sort of energy man
1: oh that out, that's you it is 100% thinking, yeah. 100% just, um,
0: there's a lot of songs that I've just been like damn how have we not been able to hear this out yet I think you know um, laugh now cry later Drake and little Dirk I definitely want to hear that outside
3: um, I'm trying to think of some others I want to hear I want to hear Essence by this guy out uh kid, I want to hear that song mm. out. That, that was slap yeah. um, I'm trying to hear no stress by him out actually Yeah no, sh- Yeah yeah definitely definitely.
0: He's when he says it. that thing about South London girls I was like, you know what Me and you, you got <laughs> <laughs> Mutual understanding Me and Wiz we'll talk later <laughs> um, dumb. Uh,
2: You don't really chat for girls Is that what you're saying Oh, <laughs> on,
1: man. Man, there's no one here, it's such a dead area. No that's here. why we left,
2: that's why
5: we
3: s <laughs> out.
1: No I don't know why we're still it's
3: called. Made in Traffle, ah. man.
1: Man, I don't even talk to anyone here, like, I literally don't talk to anyone here. You have to branch out. That's I, I hear you,
3: man. I yeah, hear you. You have to. That's yeah. why we left, boy.
1: You can't, even go, you can't even go for, like, a bar. Where are you going to go? Las Aguanas or something? Like, you can't even go anywhere. I Wait.
0: told them, put a club in Chafford.
2: I've been telling, <laughs> been telling Lakeside. That's all you might have to
5: do.
2: <laughs> yeah. have one job. But then again, I don't want to see everybody there. Like, I don't yeah, want it to be... No, nah, it's, it's, it's nice, I don't want that Like,
0: I'm like. kind of jealous. that like, people who have, like, they like, who come from a town where they, there's a club, it's really nice because... Sometimes you might just go there and you see people from school, and it's just nice, you know, just to wrap them up, say, yo, how are you doing? How's the family? Keep it moving. It is nice to have that. They, they missed it they missed that they opportunity
1: up, yeah but then conversations don't end up keep it moving it ends up like carry on talking about other stuff and like oh I need to go now like it's just
5: I've <laughs> walked past me.
1: people I've walked past people from school down my road and we're giving each other eye contact like oh we, we went to school together should we say hi should we not and we just walk <laughs> <people laughs> <through school laughs> okay.
4: back so it's like
1: bro I, I used to literally chill with you like in school like what the hell mm. like, and it's just a mutual like okay we've seen each other but we're not going to say hi it's dead.
4: No, it's I, love,
1: I love traffic. But, um, I love it, but it's just—it's. I feel like it's just so dry. It's I know exactly. It's, it's, oh, it,
0: it's a small area. Exactly if you've got yeah. people, like it's important to branch chat, as you said as well. Um, what else am I trying? I to want to hear. I want to hear
3: Blue Woo out, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it <laughs> de- well, It, it depends at? where. It depends where I want to hear it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's certain places I, I don't want to hear that song. <laughs> mm, that's a fact. Um. It's quite
1: oh. hard to keep going. Go on.
0: I was gonna say Heady One um and Young T and Bugsy Princess Cuts. I'm trying to hear that out. A nice hall party, you know, give him a little two-step with an auntie That's you know. Jonathan you know, like, <laughs> Rice in one hand. Wow. <laughs> it's quite um, hard. To to point, because
1: even when you're looking back at tunes, I feel like they've just had a moment like during lockdown, and then it's kind of like not disappeared, but it's just like you don't want it to be a tune that's been forgotten. I think that's what's so good about No Signal. Obviously, you guys must have heard. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, kept yeah. like things, even if it was like new whatever, just still being current. And I think that was mm. just so neat because people were talking and continuously talking about it. But obviously, like where we haven't actually been able to go out. When you try and, I even called someone before. I was like, oh, like what are some tunes that we've heard? Like my mind just went blank, and then you just you some you just can't think
4: because you haven't
1: mm. have that experience going out and be like, you know excited enjoying that moment do you know what I mean it's quite annoying. yeah I hear
4: that mm. I think do
0: you know what I feel sorry for because I don't know if it will have the same impact it might um a homeboy that did the Dion remix that was funny enough he oh, said Billie on no signal Jean, like if he'd, be, if he'd been able to go outside at some point and hear that would have been a would have been insane mm. I still think it could go off but I don't think it will be able to have the impact it was it was going to which is painful wow
2: it won't, it won't. Won. Sadly,
0: it. but you know. Yeah. Um, it's one of those ones. But I keep saying, I was talking to Colin yesterday, I said, listen, if fine wine comes on in, in, in the party, by gets, listen, they're just going to have to listen to it, man. They're just going to. I don't care if they're like, oh, yo, this is five minutes long. <laughs> they're listening to all five minutes.
3: You're dumb, man.
2: <laughs> Hold the DJ hostage. <laughs> Play the whole thing, bro. Oh, Let it rock. But for real. I don't even yeah. know what song I probably want to listen to. I mean, because the thing is the songs that I'm listening to right now is not is not for is not it's for not everybody. for going out.
1: That's same as me. Mm. I can't think of any that like collectively to be like, I want to hear this and everyone's gonna to hype to. It. I can't massively except back road G for me, that was literally one of the main ones. But then obviously if we saw a list of songs or played stuff we'd be like oh my god yeah obviously of course but mm-hmm. like quite hard to actually pinpoint
4: it is
0: i think it's, it's just an interesting conversation to have because obviously it's, it, i think the harder thing is a lot of the songs that we want to hear out are, they've been on the shelf for a while now so it's a case of you don't know how people are going to respond to it so it's it's interesting to see i just want to get everyone's opinions and see where we'll be where we'd be at with it um but I think people listen You, we've, we've all listened some good songs that I think will still hopefully be able to go off.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. All right. So, final topic for today. I'm sure everyone watched the interview. Uh, Megan and Harry. Megan came with a tea. Harry
1: came with came even with the
0: more whole kettle.
3: <laughs> <Multiple> <laughs> the whole
1: kettle. Oh my god! That's day. a very
0: hot coffee pot, man. That's what they said. They came with it. It was. It was insane. I didn't expect them to give. I thought it was going to be very cookie cutter. Mm. So I was shocked when they came with as much as they did. Um,
3: 100%. 100%.
0: God damn, Royal Family. They, he, they're they trying to put him in a spliff, man.
3: Hey, speaking of spliffs, yeah, before we get into it, I just want to say just for peers, yeah, uh, we're not smokers on this pod, but we've got to smoke that Piers pack right now. <laughs> we've got to light <line> up. <laughs>
1: He's been cause... smoked. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs>
3: Gotta smoke that Piers pack.
1: I literally took a nap the day that happened, and I was like screaming for like days. Like Piers, no, no, no whatever you're doing, like it's, it's nasty. Took a nap, woke up. Piers has now I've announced that he's <laughs> left ITV. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was actually such a mad week. It's such a, like I think a like, like, all the events that have been happening recently. It's just like one after the other. I think it's just like, it's so much to take in. It's
2: crazy. So it is a lot, God. actually. Yeah,
0: no, for you sure. Know what's
2: mad? The, the thing is with, with Piers, right? I, I respect him enough to give no-filter opinion. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that's bugging him, he will make sure his voice is heard. Mm -hmm. Now, with this situation, it's like, you know what? I'm hearing elements of the conversation of what he's saying. Don't disrespect my queen, blah, 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 this, this and that. I hear it, but I'm not understanding where this pain is coming from. Mm -hmm. Then it comes to the point where it's like, my man tried to bag this girl, failed... (coughs) Then he said, you know what, babes, it's all right. Let me pay for your taxi to get yard. Said, nope. It's an L. Nah, that it's was that money, that £10, that 15 pound taxi. Yeah, let's just say it's the London taxi. That taxi took him, took her, sorry, all the way to Harry. And now <laughs> she has I
0: couldn't even imagine taking
2: that Oh
1: man. That's a violation. That's an L. That's a <laughs> L, <man.
5: laughs> Big L. She goes to him oh, as well. That's something that. you have nah, to I hold for
2: the rest of your life. That's family that you see on TV. That family could have been mm. yours. <laughs> 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 what, well, Archie could have been
0: a son of Piers?
1: Fam, <laughs> It's mad. That's all I can say. Bro, he was yeah, ma- married at the time. don't. he's... Oh, that's he's
4: what uh,
1: oh, that just, it threw he's, me. I was like, what? Boy. And he's talking about he like, oh, my car. It. Like it's like, bro, you have a wife at home.
4: What? A whole wife.
0: Nah, he's he's different, man. But yeah, now nah, he's out of here. And um, good riddance, in my opinion. Um, again, it's, it's it's not what they said. Uh, I think Amber Gill from Love Island put out a really good tweet, which I saw Colin retweeted. Um Freedom of speech is free, but, you know, when the consequences come, you've got to be ready to take them. And you mm-hmm. can't go on national TV and someone saying, you know, I felt suicidal and be like, oh, I don't believe her. I don't believe anything that comes out of this woman's mouth. Because that's insane. You look mad. Now you don't have a job. P45 coming soon.
1: And then he touched so... what he was saying. I think I saw another clip he was saying like, oh, I'm not saying I don't believe in her, this, this, that. But I just don't believe in the fact that the Royal Mount family wouldn't protect her if she's talking about having suicidal thoughts. That's not what you said, bro. You literally said, I don't believe that she was suicidal, which is literally, like, disgusting. A pregnant, mixed-race black woman... And You're turning around saying that you can't believe her when she's been in a racist institution, or we don't even mm. know to the extent of what she's even experienced. We, we've only got an ounce of what she's actually gone through 100%. So, mm. 100%.
3: That's a fact. The baby finger is... sat in light. I know they got more in the chamber, you know, like they're, they're a... just sprinkling. That was great. They're I, sprinkling say... I know no one's there's even more.
2: crazy about that as well. Like, I, mean, I remember having a conversation with my older brother. Shout out to my older brother, but basically. Ask my brother, get (laughs) me. Anyways, so I remember having a conversation with my old brother years ago. This was in season two of... um, Suits? uh, Suits, yeah, Suits, that's the one. And I told my brother, like, yeah, she's mixed race. She's like, what? Like, yeah, she's mixed race. So, like, the fact that my brother couldn't tell that she was mixed race, he thought she was white. Because, obviously, she has a very light complexion compared to
4: Mm.
2: the, the majority of mixed race people. So my brother thought she was white like that sort of question is like, yo, is the baby gonna be adopting? It's like do, you, do they even know like genetics?
4: Like they, who no, did they, they think very, the baby
2: was gonna come out like
0: they are very well educated individuals. They did that nah, I'm not buying that what place. a dumb question. He's he Prince Harry is white and um Megan is very like they thought she, that the baby was gonna come out looking like me or something. They would have been <laughs> <laughs> they would have been devastated. <laughs> Queen throwing up, like, is this what you... <laughs> no, man, it's, it's, it's sad that, that even someone had to say that. You know what I mean?
1: It's just it's... like, when that even got said, I just I just sat back and I was like, whoa, but I'm like Arab, like white, like I'm obviously not black. But then I was just thinking the amount of black women, black men, black kids that are going to see that and see mm. that was a discussion that was had, like, I can be shocked about it, but for like, for, like you guys in the black community and stuff, it's it's just a whole another like level of, like disgust. Obviously, it's disgusting. Yeah, Tell Lizzie like, it's on site. It's, yeah. Obviously, it's on site. But it's just <laughs> like I can't believe we're in twenty twenty one and we're still having this conversation. Like you're seeing, like um, I think it's Kaleshi and stuff. They're going on the news and speaking about topics. Or there was one one black woman went and spoke. I can't remember what her name is. But like the constant conversation that is had. Like you have white presenters asking them questions, and like the black. Counterparts who are answering, I'm just like it. Kind of gets to a, a stage in the conversation where we are like, "Why do we have to keep, like re-explaining this? Why do we have to explaining scenario. to you that Nail this is how we're end. feeling? If we're telling you this is a racial trope or this is this is racist, why do we have to keep explaining that this is racist because we are experiencing it? It might not be termed as like you are this or you are that, but the 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 connotations that are coming from it, it it has like a, a racial obviously tone to it, and it's just it's just so wild that like. And annoying that the black community have to keep constantly explaining and educating yeah. like even like when Black Lives Matter happened, like I'm obviously like anti-racism anyway but like I even took another step back and was just like re-educating myself why am I going to go to the black community and say teach me teach me teach me tell me when I can go and openly learn myself but it mm. goes to show like even with the whole Megan conversation like we are so far away from like removing racism and removing like so many um inequalities because let's be real, as much as people here turn around and say that Britain isn't racist, Britain Britain is, is racist, it is racist as hell. Like everyone mm. experienced it in some way or another, barring the white community. But it's it's hundred percent, hundred percent. It's wild. That that interview just threw me. I was like, wow. But is it surprising at the same time? Like, was you surprised? Feeling? Absolutely. Not. No. You, know but, I mean? you, you know. just
0: you want to believe better, you know what I mean? Because cool. it's just so it's so old, but I guess you know what that that family has someone who's nearly hundred years old in it. I, I shouldn't be surprised at all. Boy, you
3: know, you what, know I mean? what that man has been on the past in history period colonization, Bad. bro. They've been on booting from 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 the beginning of time. So <laughs> I
5: watched the interview
1: today. I didn't even watch the interview. It was a clip. You're probably going to see it on Twitter, and it's this like posh white guy speaking about how the royal p- family can't be racist because look at the the black colonies that I think that they own or something like that. I was like, I can't believe you're turning around.
4: Said, <laughs> um, you left them countries in <laughs> tatters.
1: Entire... Does that make what, you, you racist? You, the you jewels that really... on your head are coming from African lands. Do you That's know a what I mean? Mm. The kind of that has come from royalty and, you know, the, the British Empire is disgusting. Do you know what I mean? How the hell can That's you not think that? Oh, oh my God, it's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know, do
2: you know what's really, like, really, really mad? Yeah, it's just the thing of like, you see the queen, yeah? The queen right now. This is this is like, when I go into my thinking bag, right? And I think to myself, the queen is like, the like, she's, about, she's the law, do you know what I'm saying? She is above all in terms of the United Kingdom. The way way they spilt tea, I just really feel, I fear for um, Meghan Markle. Not Mm -hmm. so much Harry, but Meghan Markle. Because it's like, what you're doing is you're you're treading on dangerous waters. You're treading on dangerous waters right now. Mm And anything can happen to you do you know what i'm saying like if the queen demands something that's it like they would have to obey like the government right now they control a lot like they have taken a lot of control from her but at the end of the day she is the one to say yes or say no and she's given them the power to do what they need to do in order for the uk to function as it's supposed to function but if she feels like nah, today is my day where I have to say something. That's it, and it's not yeah, even just a it's, it's not just the queen. It's it's Philip. It's Andrew. It's a bunch of people out there that can just wave a finger and get things done. Mm. So, you know, with with stupid remarks like, oh yeah, how how dark is the baby gonna be, like that's That's not a question of like, oh yeah, the baby's going to be a bit dark or this is that's just to put somebody in a very bad position, and in the fact of like um her saying you know she's she's going around the globe you know as a princess, you know to give women a voice, you know to give them inspiration as soon as she goes to the kingdom, she's being silenced um no I, I, I think she's just not being respected at all, mm. Do you know what I'm saying. it's
0: just like they didn't even try and help her you know when she was saying uh she had to google what the um national anthem was like things like that like that's that's the sort of thing they just let her drown Mm. is how i feel they didn't give her any support um obviously
1: the whole sorry to cut you off you know the whole um what's it called the she mentioned something along the lines of um Archie can't be titled as a prince and it's something Mm. that they had to go against royal tradition which was that he should have been titled a prince because it was the grandmother's grandson they automatically get called a prince and stuff like that and he would be completely removed of that because of of him being like part black which is just insane do you know what I mean it's just like I don't know I don't don't know but then at the same time it's kind of like it was weird because they protected the Queen so much. Like Harry, yeah. the, the grandmother, she hasn't done anything. And Meghan just spoke so highly of her. But then it like, yeah. makes you turn around and think, how believable is it? Are you just saying it because you're protecting the Queen? Do you have to protect yourselves? And then they kept talking about, like, there's a higher body in the, in the, in the, um, in the, in the, whatever, Buckingham Palace, whatever you want to call it. I, I, don't, mm. I don't care about.
2: Yeah, I would have thought
1: so. I literally anti-monarchy. But like. Who is this higher being that's like above the queen and makes this deci- I don't know if they make decisions above the queen, but they always kept speaking about there's this higher body of people, yeah, and you just think like who the hell too. is it and how many people are there? And what are they
2: saying? I think I think it's just I think it's just like I'm going to make a full assumption none of this is facts, but I think it's like what you see in the films, even in like just in certain societies as well, like you have some individuals who are high in position, but they have individuals to guide them. Real to check, power, they proper. Mm. So um, I think the Queen has carried. She has her advisors. Mm. And I think the Queen has probably been in a position where it's just like, I need to conduct my. I need to conduct myself in a certain way, whether I believe in things or not.
5: Mm. Because
2: um, the, remember when she heard the news that was it, Harry don't want to be prince no more. The way she was. Squ- like, screwing at every single photographer, slowed down the whip, looked at them, then skirt off. I mean, we've mentioned this last week, but even, like, just to go back on that, I think the Queen may feel a completely different way in terms of how everybody else in the family may feel. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? So the Queen, I think she's really for Harry because she knows... I think she knows what happened to Diana.
5: Mm.
2: And... I think she obviously sees the um, the consequences of that and seeing how Harry's going through this sort of situation. And I think she's really for Harry, but I think the rest of the family or certain family members are just not for it. And maybe even some of the advisors who have told her, listen, you're going to have to Google the thing. We are going to tell you. Like, we're not going to help you out. You see, your, you see your son? I don't think he's going to get um, a protection or anything like that. Like, certain things like that, I think... The, the the royal family in some areas divided mm. in the opinion of Meghan. That's a fact.
4: Bless yeah. her.
0: Probably googling I mean, the national I mean, anthem.
2: Assumption. So it's mm. hard
1: because we're sitting here basing all of our, our opinions based on like one interview. And I, I I'm not sitting here saying I don't believe anything. I, I I'm solely like I'm for Meghan. Like I feel so sorry that she's even had to go through this with like her family and stuff like that. And and Harry obviously. Mm. But it's mm-hmm. just like. There, there's, there, there's so much more that we still need to know as well. That's
0: a
4: fact, heard. yeah.
1: Like, even the, the, the royal family just announced a statement to say that, oh, yeah, we're not racist. Like, that's, we're completely for <sighs> Harry and thingy. And then I think it was, was it William was recently out in a school or something and had like a black woman in like an African like attire standing. And it was just, so, I don't know. It's, it's like, r- like, I didn't weird, even like, let
0: like, I get a coat, like, man.
1: Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's I don't
0: ridiculous. know. It just
1: really makes you question to think yeah, like.
0: I was... My mum was screaming, yeah, we're not
1: racist It's crazy, man. I just saw that. I thought, what the hell are you doing? Like, literally. And I think, like, throughout the interview, I was kind of like, I really want to have this picture in my head, like, how they was presenting the Queen to be, to be, like, the nice grandmother. Like, I, I just, like, wanted to believe that. But you'll never know. You don't know what any yeah. any of them mm-hmm. are like. We'll never know. We'll never know. They're going to, they, they don't have no protection. They have to be careful with what they're saying.
0: Which
1: that's is really wild, like, to remove complete protection for, like... Yeah,
0: that's... Because they are crazy. still royals. It's, it's such a weird decision to, you know, do that. Man, how much would um, the royal family have to pay you for a photo op in full native clothing?
2: Sorry?
0: How much would the royal family have to pay you to get a native clothing for a photo op?
2: It depends what I'm doing in it. Like, <laughs> no, nah, it's just it's just a picture. It's just a
0: picture.
2: Well, Just a picture? Just to say hi and mm. then go home, come back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Remember, everyone's gonna see this royal family. You know.
4: Look well, at this guy. To smile it like
2: this. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so let's just say after all this has happened, you believe what you believe.
0: But they have said, "We'll give you hundred k if you come here for native clothing." Um, I
2: th- I don't think I want any monetary things. I just want. To live tax free, to be honest, like I think, I think that's said tax free. know. (laughs) (laughs) we're here to negotiate, my guy. (laughs) We're here to negotiate, which means if I make a billy, then the billy's mine. Like, (laughs) I
0: just hit the belly. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna gonna have to give me a hundred k still. I wanted to ask
1: as well. How did you guys feel about watching the interview? Like, what was like your like thoughts like initially?
2: I didn't, I didn't watch it, but, um, I, I, you know what, I could read the room, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So I can't, I can't really give a comprehensive opinion, but I could just say, I read the room, I saw a few clips and it was like, she, if she didn't speak out, if she didn't say anything, if she kept the act, if she probably would have done herself, um, yeah, that's a fact. Uh, mm. She probably would have just, you know, done herself and it would have been a massive story. And then Harry would have to go out and say, yeah, this was the situation, boom, 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 boom. Prince William would have to say we didn't know she was going through these certain things. So I think sometimes like in the like there's a Bible verse where it says sometimes it's you know it's time for them to speak and then sometimes for individuals to be quiet. Mm. And I think this was our time mm. to speak. That's all I can I say agree on more. it. And from the clips I had seen, I think she needed to speak to someone to tell them, like, this is what's going on, and to put a mirror in front of them. And I think that's what really was necessary. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think for me personally, uh, what I took away, because I watched the whole two-hour thing. So first of all, I TV chased the bag because there was way too many adverts in it. Also disappointed, she didn't make no mention of walking the park when she was looking for the national anthem. But I digress. I think for me, it was a case of, and we've all been there where we we believe something uh, or something's happened to us, and we've told people or we've made it like known that you know this is happening to me that that I'm I'm going mad, and they're not listening. Mm. So she had to do that. That's how I feel. Like she, for her, that was probably very therapeutic. Because she's got people on her side now that will be like, even if they don't believe her or a certain demographic don't, there's enough people now that I feel like, you know, she can, she can feel that her voice has been heard. I think she had to do that and I completely understand why she did it. And same for Harry. I think for Harry it was a very therapeutic to be like, yeah, that was a situation we had to get out of because, you know, if your wife is telling you she's suicidal, you want to do everything you can. And, you know, I was a it was a very good look for Harry as well, because, you know, he played the part of what a husband should do and what a spouse should do as well. You know, your wife should also do it. But he protected his wife when she was in a vulnerable moment and made a really difficult decision in saying, you know what? I love you. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to leave this prestigious organisation and I'm going to basically, I don't want to say, say, you know, I'm going to leave my family. Essentially, because your mental health is that important to me, so that was what I took from it. It was a it was a very interesting insight. But again, like you said, it's 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 only small. We've only heard one side. Not that I care about what the other side have to say, but we've only heard a very small fraction. And I think as the years go by, more will come out on
3: this. Yeah,
1: hundred
0: yeah,
3: percent. So what I did you think? Mean, I, I thought was, I thought the same, bro. I think if I think if you look at the situation right, and if you line up all the facts, so if you line up what happened to Diana and the fact that you know it's a boy who has now been traumatized his whole life,
5: yeah. if you look at the yeah. fact that
3: it is the monarchy, they are based on the blood of our countries. you know what I'm saying our Nigeria yeah. has a independence because of this country and its whole like commonwealth
5: mm-hmm.
4: and
3: then yeah. if you pair that up with the fact that you know they don't want to spoil their bloodline and all these deep-rooted issues that happen within this country and the the ignorance that comes along with it, I don't see how you can walk away from that story and not feel like she's Mm. done, personally. Like, I I get why people might think she has a a vendetta for whatever reason, but in my eyes, you know, the proof's in the pudding, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, even, even, Even to, like, speak about Piers Morgan, like, I understand what he's saying. I don't necessarily have to agree with everything that he's saying. So, Like, I understand what you're saying where he's he's talking about, like, you know, listen, you shouldn't really be going out and talking about the family like that. You know, you are discrediting the family. You're putting the family in a public space where they shouldn't be because they are are the family. And I understand where he was coming from, but if we're talking about the mother of someone's kids, you know, the wife to somebody, I mean, even potentially, like, Harry is still... He's, I mean, he's in a long list basically because there is a line in terms of who will become king of England, he's still capable of becoming king of England, mm. yo. So, you're potentially talking about the queen, the next queen of England. So, it's like I understand where he's coming from, but right now, certain things just need to be hashed out and spoken of properly. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, these men don't need to all just talk about mental
2: health, and as she's speaking of suicidal thoughts. It's like, yeah, man, I think that conversation needs to happen because from those conversations, people will then tend to learn and they will move on and improve. Mm. And If you're obviously saying, listen, you're just chatting rubbish and garbage, then it's like you're almost removing that power of building yourself up again. Mm. So, yeah, I understand where Piers is coming from. I just don't personally agree with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay,
0: so I think that is all for today in terms of topics. Iman, um, I remember this week you'll be happy to know. So mm-hmm. uh, before we close, uh, people get in your suggestions for this week. Music. Oh, not suggestion. List of the songs you're listening to so that we can put them in a the playlist. Uh, Ado, you're obviously welcome to join in as well. Interested to see what you choose. Um, I'll start. Basically. Shouts out to Central C. I've uh, been really enjoying his music recently. His album Wild West came out yesterday. Uh, good body of work. I think he's one of the he's one of the people in drill who's trying a different thing. Listen to the beat on Loading. It's not it's not the same as every other drill beat. So massive respect to him. But the song from the album for me was Done Deal. It's got a different kind of vibe to it. So yeah, no, that's my option for this week.
3: Cool, cool. Uh mine is, I think it was well, it's a song called Ask You. Um mm. it's by a producer called Emil, I think. But the singer on there is called Aisha Raquel. I might have butchered her last name. Um, but yeah, the beat is cold, she's got a really nice voice. A Couple nice songs on there as well. There's a feature from Nux and somebody else as well. But um yeah, there it's a really good song. I'll put it on there. There is this one
2: song. Um I didn't I didn't gravitate towards it in the very beginning, but since of course it's locked down, no one's really doing too much. I've been listening to it. And it's has it come to this, you know. I'm trying to find out who's the artist. Has it come to this? Oh yeah, here it is. The streets. Yeah.
1: My mind that just got song seconds, yeah.
2: hmm That song right there. Classic. That's a classic.
0: about the streets, man. Hmm. His song on P
2: 405 five, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know what I have? Like one song that I've been playing. My friend sent it to me, and it was like it's really weird. Like you, you guys probably won't like it's like housey kind of stuff anyway. Um, but it's something that was been playing on BBC. What's it called? Let me just find it. It was um, we've lost dancing, and it's by the Blessed Madonna and Fred again. And it's like it's just to do like with lockdown it's like a house song you know when they have like the whole like this is house and speaking and stuff it's it's some of the words that are saying in it is like we've lost loved ones and like we like we can't be dancing again and stuff like that it's just like Mm. I listened to it and I was like right kind of like it just made me think of like hopefully lockdowns over kind of thing but yeah I liked it when I heard it
5: I I love
0: that. Is yeah is it that music
1: not like not I don't know like it's I don't know can you I don't know just check it out (laughs) probably won't like it but yeah (laughs) <laughs> nah, something
0: different, we, we need that. We need that, don't worry.
1: Everything in it, um,
0: I so, yeah. nah, appreciate it. Um, we love that. All right, so Ali, I'll tell the people where they can find you online. Obviously, Twitter, I'm not at the moment, um, but I'm sure they'll be able to find you somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to come back to Twitter, but Instagram, um, Ali Loren, just like my name in full. Um, it's the same everywhere to be honest, it's just the same handle for everything. So, yeah, if you type it, you'll find me there.
0: Perfect. All right, make sure to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. To people in Mumbai, Delhi, um, we see. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing?
4: They Is this
1: like people that are like listening to your 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 content? That yeah, seen?
0: so we yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we've been able to see through reports that that's where a lot of them are. So yeah, we have wow. to get
1: a shout out Big up on- Delhi. That's that's Delhi. a fact.
0: <laughs> For real, might have to come take a trip. Uh, see what they're saying. But, um, again, I've said taking here to the Main Chapel podcast. Until next time, oh. peace.